Record Shop is a digital collectible platform for music NFTs on the Flow blockchain. Hey fam, this is Redbird here from the Record Shop community team, and I am happy to welcome you to our podcast. We are sharing our live content here so you can stay up to date. Subscribe or follow now to keep up. Today's episode is a recording from a September 2022 Twitter Spaces with myself, Nick from the Disco Fries, and Ashuk from Our Translations, who I unfortunately call Ashuka until he corrects me later in the episode. Our Translations does music reviews and has just partnered with HQ Recordings, a label on Record Shop, to provide exclusive reviews. We also talk about what is Web3 and how anyone can get involved. Well, today we are waiting for our friends uh, Ashuka from Our Translations, which is a new blog that is dedicated to um, reviews of trance specifically, but I'll let him explain when he joins. I see that he just joined. Let me get him up here, invite him to speak. Um, I'll do a quick intro of who I am and who we are at Record Shop, and I'll pass it over to Nick at the Disco Fries handle. But my name is Redbird. Uh, I am the community and marketing person over at Record Shop. And Record Shop is a digital uh, collectibles platform really focused on music NFTs. Uh, we started out with electronic music and we have slowly been uh, moving and adding in more genres. So super excited as we do that. I see God Cloud is in the audience who's going to be one of our first non EDM focused artists on the site. So I'm really excited about that, but I'll pass it over right now to Nick from the Disco Fries, who has been one of our most successful artists as well as just a believer in record shops since the very early days. So, hey, Nick, welcome. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Happy to be here. Um, Nick from the Disco Fries here. Anybody who's not familiar and or listening after the fact, <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I need some water here. Give me one second. No problem. Actually, uh, while you are doing that, I will quickly announce something that Nick and I have been working on uh, quietly in the background. Um, but we're going to start pushing these recordings out as podcast episodes. This will actually be, I think, the very first episode, official episode. So really excited to get that one pushed out. Um, so keep an eye on that. That'll probably be a few days uh, in the future that that'll actually go live. Um, but it'll be on all of your favorite podcast listening places. Um, I know the experience of listening to a Twitter space after it's actually happened is pretty poor. So this is why we're thinking, hey, let's try using these platforms that are tried and true for getting this content out. Um, all right, I see our translations is joining. I'm going to send you an invite to speak, but you can also, there's a little microphone at the bottom that you can click and then we'll see your invite or we'll see your request. So, hey, Nick. You better know. All right, I'm back. I'm back <laughs> now. I, if fall fall is in full swing here in New Jersey, and uh, my allergies are also in full swing as a result. So thank you for that brief intermission. Anyway, uh, I'm Nick from the Disco Fries. I uh, invested in Record Shop really early on and uh, have been lucky enough to invest in a bunch of other NFT platforms that uh, I believe in and that we believe in as a group uh, that are going to help make Web3 and, and really the music ecosystem much better and much more fair for the artist um, and also give a deeper listening and just, you know, collective experience for fans uh, much better 
than what currently exists. So um, got really excited up front before Record Shop launched that they were launching something, one, that was affordable, two, that was efficient and uh, environmentally friendly on the Flow blockchain, and three, um, was easy for fans of artists who had no idea what Web 2 was, what Web 3 was, and no idea how to create a wallet or had the time to do all the things crypto-related, but they could still come on board, start a collection, and, and get involved in the space. Uh, so I've been involved since the beginning on the investor side and then got involved with artist strategy and marketing and partnerships and have uh, worked along uh, many artists and labels who have no idea what the space is all about to help them get a better understanding of it uh, and how to engage their fans and identify what their fans are motivated by so they could come up with some cool strategies to uh to engage with them so that's why i'm here and uh excited to be part of the space today awesome um so we'll talk kind of broadly about just the 101s of web3 and music today um we're working on getting our guests up uh i think you got to flip to a mobile device um desktop you're not actually able to join a twitter space so just hop on any mobile device and go on twitter there to join but while we're doing that one thing that i think has been a bit of a barrier is the for a lot of artists and fans is a lot of the terminology we use so i try to be really thoughtful when using terminology um, and making sure that it's really open, uh, even things as simple as GM, GM, you know, if you don't know what that is, if you're not a, in Twitter verse, you might not know what that means, but GM, GM usually just means good morning, good morning, um, or good morning, good night. And it's a pretty, you know, simple, as soon as you know, it, it's really simple, but I think there's a lot of words that we use like that, that we don't even think about how difficult we're making it to, get into web three and web three is one of those terms. Um, and Nick, I'm going to put you on the spot again and ask you to define how you, how you look at web three, how you define it, um, and kind of give our listeners that one-on-one on how to get in and started. Sure. We'll give the, the quick version of it. And Lisa and I were just recording some stuff for the podcast. So we just kind of went through this already. Uh, but for anybody just coming into the room who has no idea what Web 2, Web 3 is about, uh, basically think of what Web 1 was about. Let's start with Web 1. And Web 1 was basically, let's think of AOL, um, your first experience with email and the Internet and discovering the Internet. Web 2, you can think about as like social media, MySpace to then Facebook, uh, Napster and all the things that happened in that time period. And now Web 3 is the evolution of all of that on the blockchain, what's happening with NFTs, what's happening with crypto, um, and all the ways you're able to kind of enhance the experience of Web 2. Because if you think about Web 2 and what happened there and what kind of came out of email and AOL and instant messaging and how that evolved to social media, what's now evolving from social media and all the things that happened with streaming and music and art, etc., cetera, uh, in Web 3 is that it's giving you a deeper experience. Uh, so that's like the new era of the internet, if you want to think about it that way. Yeah, and I really like to think about like why, like why, <laughs> why would anyone want to get into Web three when Web two is kind of 
seems to be working right now. Um, I'll talk about it from the fan experience and then Nick can kind of talk about it from the artist experience. But what we're really seeing in Web2 and when we're thinking about how we engage with artists um, and like any musician that we're a really big fan of, really your only option is like follow them on their socials. Um, you know, if they're back to touring again, you can get tickets to their shows, but it's not really feasible to really have any sort of interaction beyond that. Um, obviously, I still use Spotify. I still have all of my favorite artists that I can really quickly listen to. But it's a very, um, uh, it's not a very uh, enhanced experience. So that's where Web3 can really come in and tune in me as a fan. In, and I can, I can support the artists that I am a huge fan of. And they can, in return, bring me into their journey and bring me into their music more and more. That's what's really exciting. I'll let Nick talk more about that. But from a fan perspective, when I'm buying collectibles and supporting them that way, where I'm giving direct support, um, now I can actually say, hey, I'm a huge fan. Like I see um, Ganesh listening in here from HQ. So let's say I'm a huge, huge fan of Ganesh. I buy his collectibles every time he drops a, a track, you know, I get in on that and get in early. And in return, Ganesh is, uh, he's actually with his H recent HQ drop, they're giving out rewards to their fans. Some of that is uh, merch, like they've done a merch package, I think worth over $100, which is completely in exchange where if I were to buy their full collection, it would be just a, a little over a hundred dollars. I actually haven't done the math on how much it would be, but it makes sense, right? Like I'm spending the same amount of money that they're spending on me. So it feels really like a hand, like we're, it's a handshake um, rather than it being really like today. I just listen on Spotify, ten, pay my $10 a month to Spotify and that's kind of it. That's where the relationship ends unless they happen to be touring in my area. Um, but maybe I'll pass it over to Nick and what that experience has been for you before you were in web three and how your, um, how your relationships with your fans have changed as you've moved into web three. So we, we have a, a complicated situation because we have been really successful in web two and, um, have you know we continue to do a few million monthly listeners across streaming platforms so it's it's definitely a one a viable income stream two uh we've made a lot of fans and been able to do uh things that we never thought were possible because of streaming um and i know that's and i realize that's not the experience for most artists but um coming into web three we also looked at it as a well why because it's not we don't feel like it's entirely broken for us, but we know it's broken for everybody else. And so how can we use this one to help everybody else and also to enhance our own fans experiences? Because um, as a subscriber to Spotify and somebody who also listens to radio still and, uh, you know, supports Web2 platforms, there is a massive component missing. And I think that component is the deeper experience with artists uh and you know we try to think about everything through that lens that kind of big lens of one making it better for everybody else including the artist and two making it better for the fans so um i always describe it as streaming's an awesome flat experience if you just want to go hit play on something 
maybe discover some new music through playlists and, and really just throw on music, it's an easy way to do that. But if you want a deeper dive into an artist, uh, it's hard to get that from going to a Spotify. Besides just going through their catalog, you're really not going to find out much about them, how they made the music. You know, if you want to access stems to the music or you want to get access to live events or virtual events, you can't really do that in a real meaningful way through a DSP uh, like Apple, Spotify, Pandora, etc. So um, we thought about all these things and we felt like for our fan base, which a lot of them are producers, uh, we wanted to engage with them on that level and um, the ones who weren't producers were really interested in the side of production that we do um, because we're known for more complicated melodic sounds and chord structures and sound design and fans actually grasp onto that. So we wanted to give them an experience into production. So that's why we did collaborative events where we had fans work on records with us. Um, but what's cool about Web3 is you, it is kind of a create your own adventure. So if you know that your fans also love visual art and they, you know, that's something that you pay attention to on your releases is your visual art. You know, having fans vote on what direction that art is going to go or the, the color palette or, you know, can they get prints of that artwork by buying your collectibles? These are all things that are possible now. So, um, you know, when I'm talking to artists, it, painting the picture of what you can do in the space can be difficult because it, it is kind of endless, but I think it always comes down to one, what motivates you as an artist and what gets you excited uh, just overall as a fan of music and, you know, what ideas come to mind as something that could be sustainable. Um, but then on the fan side is like identifying what interest your fans have is also super important. Um, when you're coming up with these ideas, because you want to do something that's not only sustainable for you, you want to do something that they're highly engaged in and that they'll ultimately support and purchase. So that's, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, that's my spiel. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And where I think it gets really interesting for us as fans, again, me coming from the perspective of, I've never produced an ounce of music in my life. Um, but we can now really provide some fabulous, um, like we can be there and <laughs> giving back to our artists that we love as much as they're giving to us. Um, and on that note, I'm really excited to introduce Ishuka from our translations, um, who I said we'd have coming up today Uh Ashuka, would you like to talk about what you've been doing with HQ and your uh, reviews? Oh, okay. So, uh, hello, everybody. Um, hope you all are having an amazing day uh, or night or evening. Hope you are, I hope your time zone's good. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. So, this, this was actually quite an unexpected moment for us when we actually received this opportunity from Amanda. That uh, this was, I think, last Twitter space. I think it was about women in Web 3.0. I was just what listening, and then I just praised her on DM on Discord. And then, as the conversations went by, so what happened was I spoke a little bit about the blogging and stuff, and they said that they were somewhat interested in um, us doing some stuff, writing stuff, some stuff about their releases. And I'm 
what kind of releases. So then I find out that it's for the record shop pack, which is the phase one of HQ. Like, um, and it includes all, even the both of Ascension. So um, I was just, I was quite honored because uh, we have actually not had like partnerships like this, you know, take place. Like, you know, whatever we've done since the beginning has been all, um, it's all a passion project, really, so to speak. Um, if if I I would like to actually give a huge shout out to Jerry, who's listening, because he's actually one one of my co-founders of our translations. He uh, also writes reviews. Um, he wrote some of them for this pack as well. And um, I have my own personal Twitter account also listening to me, listening to me right now, because I'm using both devices. So. Um, uh, like so, what is really struck with us is that we're trying to actually, um, so we're we're basically trying to make it such that you know the whole art of content writing, the whole art of blogging, it's taken to a level wherein you know musicians, regardless of the genre, whatever they produce, they get to hear something from a viewer, from a fan. Um, that resonates with them, or like, and how it deeply impacts the fan, and um, it's very like similar to what I would say. You know, when Asot does these service for dreamers, so like, and there's like a whole story behind why you like a certain track, and then um, I think we all know that you know on a weekly basis, whether we're talking Monday releases or Friday releases, like. There's a lot of music that's just churning out. And we just feel that there's just some really good stuff out there. And there's also stuff like new artists or like, you know, labels we want to focus at. And, you know, there's, there's so much potential. And, you know, back before our translations was a thing, it was just like me and Jerry. And there is one more member. Uh, I see, I don't think he's here yet, but like me and Jerry used to go back and forth just talking about how much we love or like, like or dislike a release. And then we discuss why, like, why do you like a release? Why you like this? Why you don't like this? You know, it was just spread, sprinkled around with opinions. And we just, we just thought that um, instead of just like, you know, sharing our opinions, saying that, you know, I like it, I don't like it. We wanted like, we actually wanted to go very much like you know way deeper than that and really take into account because when you, somebody asks you why you don't like a track you know in, in most cases they will actually not tell you they'll just be they will just say that no we just don't like it it's as simple as that it's it's or they'll just you know they'll use uh, swear words or they'll, they'll, just, they'll just basically say anything like at max you will find people that will at least say like one or two lines and that's about it. But then it doesn't cover the whole picture. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, uh, so like disco fries is the co-host. No. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, I think this is you who's speaking. I've actually been listening to you since 2014. So like the, since the time you released Viltrum on musical freedom, and then you also formed uh, liftoff recordings and well, yeah, man, I mean, thank I'm, you. That's that's awesome. Thanks so much. Yes, yeah, so, so I know you since your CR two days, your spinning days, and of course, uh, yeah, uh, 
like you've changed sounds your sound so much and that's what like we've also noticed evolution of artists and we also like talking about it like it's like sometimes you want to like focus a little bit more on like 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 in my, our case it's trance music but it's really just any kind of music that's as close to trance as possible so like i see like um i'm just looking at who all are like listening so like Oh, nice! I for co-founder Ganesh is here. Hello, <laughs> hello there. Uh, really love the new pack that you just dropped, and can't wait to hear that stuff. Um, but still, like you know, there's been like a, a huge evolution, and we feel that we want to stay with the trends, and we also want to like share our opinion on those trends as well. And that's what the that is what our translations has really just been all about. Um, uh, like. Like it's trance, but then there's also progressive house, there's deep house, there's tech techno. Sometimes even ambient. It depends upon the the, the request we get. Um, but like you know, this is something I actually formed. Uh, like we actually formed back in 2020, like May 20 May 30th, 2020, I believe was the, the first ever review we released. And I think since then, like a lot has changed, but we've really kept the same theme, the same vibes going on. And um, uh, like, if since Jerry's listening, he also <laughs> he must be laughing right now. But yeah, uh, there's just been like moments where we had to like change the format of reviewing, and we also had to take into consideration how others would feel like if we like sort of criticize, you know, air quotes criticize their reviews. Like you know, if we mentioned like one thing that. You know, maybe the drop could have been longer. Maybe the climax could have been like this. And then, you know, that would then justify the rating system. But then, yeah, that's why. Now, why do we have a rating system? Like, why can't we just write the stuff as it is? Well, the thing is, the sad part is that numbers do play a huge role into whatever you're doing. Like, I'm, as much as, you know, you want to express yourself and stuff, you know, when you put a rating, it's it gives an indication to someone else as to how good that track is. At least in our opinion, like when our fans look at it, it is something like that. So it's something like we've borrowed actually, like the whole aspect has been borrowed from like film reviewers, uh, like critiques, you know, IMDB, Rotten Tomatoes, when they give those ratings out of 10. So like they, sometimes you, you yourself wonder why they give those ratings. Like what's like it. And then sometimes when you see the low ratings, you, like sometimes wonder why it's so low. Maybe I should give it a shot. Or sometimes you wonder why it's so high, and then you'll be like, "Oh wow, that's quite high. I should give it a shot." So like it's it's more about that. I feel like you know when um, when you're reviewing a track, that putting all the effort you can to introduce whom you're talking about and um, uh, what the production's like, and then how you're concluding based on what the artist has coming up in the near future, which actually is with one of the cases for um, in this HQ drop, like Laura May Smile. Um, I think by the time we were writing this review, she already had an upcoming release on Nocturnal Nights Reworked. So um, I thought that, you know, for conclusion, it's, you know, it just puts the artist on the spotlight. And if people do read that stuff, it then, um, depending upon how they see it, uh, of course, the artists will see it in a different way. The fans will also see it. And uh, separately, so what I've noticed is that it's just it just goes like that, and many people do enjoy what we do, 
and um, some people well maybe they don't take it as seriously but that's just how life is so like this it's really just that number when you put a rating on something even whether you like it or not like it it engages the listener to actually give a listen and that is how i i guess we've generated some sort of fan base that's like um on my discord personally so um so that's um that is definitely something that we've uh, achieved so far and uh another thing that that really um that's really specific towards this particular partnership is that um a few days ago i mean i don't, I don't know how instagram's algorithm algorithm runs as but like we were posting stuff and we were suddenly we saw a dip in like the the responses or the likes or what or the reposts we saw like a dip on that and we were just like like you know inside ourselves i mean i just told like jerry and you know the, the other member uh, is he even he's not here yet okay i told jerry that listen you don't have to worry too much about it it's fine there there will a bigger something better will come and that better thing is this record shop thing and i feel like you know it's just this like i feel like it's not only like gave me as a person like to market myself as some as someone but also put our translation on a radar it has never seen before it's and um, naturally that also increased the viewership that also increased the support and every review that with that that has been up so far has been getting guaranteed you know responses has been getting like actual reposts including separate posting and stuff so like we're all happy with that so i'm just uh Uh, I'm actually more than happy that if something like this could even happen it's just it just was completely unplanned for like I'm it was just out of nowhere we just got this request and we said that yes let's take it it's okay we'll miss out on a few weeks of reviewing but we'll take we'll cover that up anyways in the near future so like that's I think uh, I love this whole month just cause of this like mainly cause of this so uh yeah, do you have I'm- any questions Yeah, I'm, no, I'm really happy to hear that because uh, when you mentioned earlier that you connected with Amanda after we did one of our Women of Web3 spaces and one thing I've always really appreciated about Amanda and Ganesh who's um Ganesh, I see you're in the audience. If you're on a mobile device and you want to come up and speak, um just hit on that request uh icon down in the bottom. Um I do see a few other folks in the audience who might want to join as well and and be a part of this conversation. So feel free to come on up and request to speak. We'll accept that. Um but you know, uh HQ has really been a a key piece of record shop really from um from the beginning. They're bringing up really great ideas. Uh they're bringing us all these great things and Amanda's DMs are always open. She's always up to um throw some ideas around. Like I'm really glad that, you know, you connected with her and it's led to this really great opportunity. Um and I think this is just where like just the tip of what web3 can provide. And obviously you're able to write reviews previously in like a web2 world. Um but just where we're at right now i think it's such an early time and it's getting in and building these relationships so early and providing that value that again is the really important piece that i'm seeing is the more that we as fans can provide value to our artists um 
the the more that we can just like work together to create these really cool projects and do things together. So that's awesome. Really happy to hear that. I see uh, MD Moon came requested to speak. Uh, maybe has a question. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts. No question, sir. All right. I guess. Uh, I guess not right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll just go on from there. Um, I see Phileas is in the audience. I just want a real quick shout out Phileas who, who posted a picture. Uh, we one of the um, cool things we were able to do during our drop was a burning challenge uh, where we minted a, a pretty limited amount of one of our artifact cards. Um, and we told everybody if they burn that specific artifact card, there was gonna, it was going to unlock some sort of utility. Um, so I think 30 of the cards in our full collection, we had 2,200 minted, but 30 of the cards in the collection were a beer opener. Um, so we, we had uh, custom beer openers done and, and some cool coaster, disco fries coasters. So if um, anybody completed the birding challenge, they were mailed those items and they just went out a few weeks ago. So uh, Philly has posted his up and I, I wanted to give him a shout out for doing that. But um, yeah, just going back to some of my original points, that's some of the cool stuff you can do um, in Web3, but specifically on Record Shop because they, you know, OB and the team have programmed in some cool mechanisms for almost like gamification within the platform and and i really love that burning uh utility lisa i don't even remember if you got in on that or not i can't no because it was a really rare like i bought your packs but i didn't get one of the, the uh beers with fries card so unfortunately did not get in on that one um but i'm really happy to see i haven't seen actually the photo where did you see that uh i want to say that was in discord or on twitter it might have been on twitter who knows I, yeah. i'll i'll dig for it i'll dig for it because you know i like to show the, share the photos in our newsletter too so everybody can see what's going on oh maybe it's in fried pan that's probably where it is ah, i see it all right great um yeah and i think it's just really cool what is possible and like um some of the rewards that have been given out to uh, collectors have been really fun and it's really just it really depends on the artist and like what they can come up with but I think what you guys did because you dropped with record shop really really early on I think you were in one of the first drops um, and as you started to build the community you you're really active in our discord you're really active obviously in our twitter and as you're getting to know community as you were building your pack drop I think that was in May April or May, uh, you were bouncing ideas off of the community and getting their feedback on what they'd like to see, uh, the different collector's rewards that you were making available, even the different, like the content available uh, was really cool. So I'm just interested to hear how that was, like, again, from the artist's perspective, because from the collector's perspective, that's just so fucking cool that you have some sort of impact on what you're going to get or how you're uh, building this relationship and you're supporting them by buying their packs. Um, so yeah, just curious to hear from your perspective, how that was connecting well, that's, with the fans. That's where this like whole thing of like, not, not so much track feedback, but um, the idea of some sort of feedback from the fans gets interesting for me. Um, what we were just talking about a few minutes ago, 
Um, and thank you for shouting out those old musical Freedom and CR2 records. We're actually just getting the rights back to some of that stuff. So it's it's pretty dope that you brought those up. Um, but that's that's where I think like the like fan feedback gets interesting. Um, you know, the idea of before releasing an album, having collectors, you know, releasing that album potentially on record shop first and then having collectors vote to determine what the first single might be or um, how what singles are going to happen in what order or the order of the album, which, you know, <laughs> mm, did anybody else just lose Nick or is it just me? Ishika, can you still hear him? Oh, yes. I you can hear him or you can't hear him? Oh, wait, no, I can't hear him now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Same time. All right, well, hopefully. Ah, there we are. I... Sorry, somebody called me while I was talking. So um, I was saying, where was I before I got cut off, by the way? Oh, man, it was a while back. But uh... I, no, I, basically what I was getting to was like, I think it's important for the artist to have a voice and for the fans to hear what that voice is and for the artists to fully see out their vision. But there's a lot of aspects of an album rollout or some kind of massive activation where the artist can allow the fans to be involved. And, um, you know, whether that's the order of how the album plays, what the first single is going to be, all of those steps, I think, are, are where fan feedback gets really interesting. So, um, yeah, we, we love doing the pack the way we did it and asking questions like, what art do you want to see? Like, what types of things excite you guys? Because we don't know everything. And obviously, like, we have a vision for certain things. But other things are like, ah, we think this is cool. We think it'll work. Let's try it. Uh, but it's it's much better when you're able to ask people what motivates you and, like, what makes you most excited about what we do? What things have we done in the past that you really like that you want more of? Like, that gives us a more accurate idea of, of where we can go. That, that's pretty cool. And like, um, I've also been really loving following how collectors are taking a lot of ownership over um, whether it's like what our translations are doing with writing those reviews or, um, you know, our friends over at AMP NFT who have really started a collector's community and a place to come and talk. They're really focused on mostly flow blockchain um, projects. So they're coming together. They're really starting to provide a lot of value to each other, to anybody who's dropping on that blockchain. Um, I think it's just really, really cool what, the possibilities are um, very curious, Ashika. I don't know if you guys have thought about it at all yet, but are you thinking about any Web three opportunities for yourselves as as your blog? Like, I know you're involved. You also told me you're involved in um, Ava, and I think there was another label that you're involved with. Um, sorry, I'm totally blanking now. But oh, okay. So yeah, actually. Um, well, this I'm speaking through my blog, but actually, like, if you look at this, yeah, white diamond logo, that's my name. That's actually my logo. So, yeah, for those who don't know, um, I Ishuka, uh, actually, it's, uh, the A is silent, although it's, it's, it's pronounced Ishuk. Uh, I do work 
for uh, Andy Moore and Somna's label, Ava Recordings, and I also work for Roger Shaw's label, Magic Island. So um, we recently did have drops with Record Shop. Uh, I think Ava was for the 15-year celebration, and then uh, Magic Island was, I think, some bonus tracks. It was like a big, huge drop, bonus tracks from like volume 10 uh, of the compilation. And um, yeah, there might actually be some in the near future um, where like, at least from the label, as far as the labels are concerned, um, I myself have like got some initiatives in like, um, like to collaborating with other artists to like get more artists who are like not part of, who are not, really used to that uh, are the label sound but can actually like bring it in so like i've been um, going back and forth with certain artists uh, whom i know whom i love i i contact them and then uh, i i try to like make some deals with them um so that uh, even so that we can diversify our label sound that's something that we've been doing with ava i would say um and then as for magic island um uh well, uh, if you may have noticed recently, I think last month, um, uh, the whole label actually got a rebranding, like all the artworks from Elevate, the, the main imprint, and then even Deep. Um, those have all been rebranded by me because um, there were reasons behind that. And uh, we wanted like full control over how we also wanted to promote uh, and make a those video teasers for everybody and we wanted like um like stock images can always the thing is stock images they always have a they can always be repeated again without realizing so i thought that instead of having stock images why don't we just keep continuous flow what like you know each label represents the most and then just try to like make a whole new artwork for that and maybe if we do have another record shop incoming, then you will probably like see different looking art for our labels. And um, uh, I have spoken to Roger personally myself before. So like um, we are actually going to be planning some more um, NFTs in the future. That's Roger said that. Um, uh, I can't reveal all the info yet, but uh, it is going to be massive because this one's going to be a lot more video oriented and uh yeah i think if if anybody's going to dream state i think you all know um that roger's going to be performing under a brand new name brand new alias so stay tuned for that because that is just mesmerizing it's i think you're gonna um you're gonna love the kind of trance that that he's gonna play on that set i don't know i don't even know the tracks myself but the whole philosophy behind that, it's, yeah, you expect the unexpected is, is what I'm going to say. Sometimes we get surprised with certain releases. That's just how, like, we decide that, you know, sometimes even the surprise moment, and then it just becomes a review. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I want to add one more thing, though. So this whole Avon Magic Island thing, you know, I wouldn't have achieved this without our translations. So, like, I would want to give Jerry and charismatic charismatic is told me that he's actually watching this the space right now i don't i can't see his profile picture anywhere but charismatic is actually our third member of the trans or like us as a trio um so like uh if it weren't for like um these people 
uh, if it weren't for them, then uh, actually it would have been harder for me to um, be like working directly with the labels themselves because um, Yellow from Magic Island told me how much he loves our reviews. And then like um, Magic Island happened like that. Then Ava happened through Twitch and then, you know, getting the promo mail and then trying to like see what, how I, how else can I make Somna's label look, Andy and Somna's label look a little better. And, like I want to like put my name out as well. But like it's it wouldn't have happened if it weren't for a review blog because got so much attention. So yeah, anyways, in short, um, we might have future drops, some unexpected stuff from both the imprints, and yeah, let's see what else next hits us. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I I I'm just really thrilled to hear just the kind of the success that you've had. Uh, you know, starting with doing something you absolutely love and taking the music that you were already talking about and, you know, internally with your buddies uh, doing your reviews basically, and then bringing that out to a wider public and that that's just opened doors and opportunities for you. Um, I'm really, really excited to see where things go with web three. And I'm really uh, excited what you're saying about Roger Shaw. Um, I'm seeing a lot of artists, that are thinking about Web3 and, you know, when we talk about HQ, um, they have multiple sub-labels. If you go to their HQ recording site, um, you'll see they've got HQ Noir and it's their heavier music. Um, H, that now they've released HQ Ascension, a little bit more trance, uplifting music, and they have made the decision to do that completely uh, a Web3 label focused on Record Shop and dropping their tracks on Record Shop. So we're really excited for that partnership. Um, and it's really that forward thinking of Ganesh and Amanda to say, hey, this is a space that we really want to explore. And we want to see what we can try. Like it, a lot of it is just trying things. And I think Nick, you can probably speak to that too. Just, you know, putting yourself out there and it is, you know, hit and miss. It really kind of depends on, uh, yeah, it is hit and miss, but you know, you can't, none of the, the space is not going to be built it overnight. Um, so it's really like, let's try these things. Let's see the type of feedback we get, make some adjustments and then try again. And I'm personally, I'm really excited to be in on this really early stage of it. And I, I assume basically anybody listening in right now, you're also here because you're just excited for the possibilities. Um, but I'm curious, Nick, if there's been some things that you've done where you're like, oh, or maybe some things that you've seen even uh, outside of Record Shop or within Record Shop. They're like, oh, man, if we would have just tried this other thing or maybe asked about asked our fans a little bit earlier um, or just some like really major successes that you felt so far. I'd just love to hear that. Yeah, I mean, like anything I've seen outside of Record Shop that that's piqued my interest has been a little more traditional, you know, NFT driven. Um, and most of the successful ones have been during, you know, a bull market where they, they not only had like a pretty solid strategy, but they also had timing in their favor. Um, so I, w I wouldn't say I've seen any like activations that have like blew my mind. I did really like what uh, Chainsmokers did on their most recent album where they Allocate, allocated a royalty, uh, a free NFT to fans. I think there were 5,000 of them minted, 
and attached to each one was a piece of a royalty. So they had 20% either of the album or it might have been one of the singles on the album um, got allocated to this NFT and then 5,000 were minted um, as part of that activation and they were free. So, I mean, it's a small sliver of the pie, but if the record goes on to be super successful, you can make at least some money on something that you claim for free. And I thought that was a cool way, one, um, to enter Web3. That was their first real big activation. Two, um, they didn't ask anything of fans, really, other than claiming a free NFT. And um, three, they're, they're basically handing away money, um, which they didn't have to do. Um, and those are now 5,000 potential super fans that are likely will be engaged with their next drop, whatever it is. Um, so I love the free NFT model. I know we've explored it a lot at Record Shop as an onboarding mechanism. I think it's, you know, you could say either way. Obviously, we're ultimately, we're trying to make music more valuable. Um, but in order to get people into this space, they need a real easy way at, to, to get in. And what better way to do that than by giving them something for free? Um, you know, it opens up the opportunity for them to start a collection, to understand the space better, for them to just wrap their head around what this NFT thing is, uh, what a digital collectible could hold. Uh, and we've seen anything on the free collectibles from them just being images to, you know, being full DJ mixes or exclusive records that don't exist anywhere else. So, Really, it's it's kind of whatever the artist wants wants it to be. Uh, I love the idea of it from an artist perspective. Uh, you know, doing something where that first free NFT is the start of maybe a five or ten part collection, and at least you're giving them something to get in the door and, and get that started if they have no idea what the space is. So, yeah, nothing nothing necessarily mind blowing that I've seen. It's it's more been things that have uh you know have may have been doable in web 2 but now are are easier to do in web 3 and and uh with sustainability and and some you can kind of create a long-term story with that collection that's been the most interesting stuff to me yeah i'm really curious too how the journey will be really different for artists who are just getting started. You know, they're starting in Web3, whereas often when we're looking at these examples, um, whether it's Chainsmokers or uh, Nas or, you know, whoever is dropping who's had a lot of success in Web2, and I guess Disco Friends, you count as one of those. Um, but doing, like, just the that versus when you're just trying to start your career in music, and doing that with a Web3 focus, I think it's going to be really different and really interesting as these tools get built and as we build these communities. Like, um, Felice, we were just chatting in another Twitter space yesterday, and I saw her, and, you know, she's, uh, and I could be completely wrong. You're welcome to come up and explain more about yourself. Um, but getting started in Web3, um, as my understanding is you're not a... Well, now that I look at your um, your little blurb, you obviously have had some success in Web 2 as well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm like really curious to see as these, it's not, we're not only um, having to onboard fans directly over, um, but also to, 
here, I'm just going to add invite her up as a speaker now. Um, but also seeing, you know, people who are natively web three and building their communities and building their brands here and just leveraging everything that web three has to offer from the start, from the get go. Well, hey, it's, 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 in, Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for coming up here. I just real quick on that topic. I, and before I forget this thought, I wanted to just make it, it's interesting because I met spotty Wi-Fi down at NFT Nashville. And when I was talking to him about his drop, his drop was super successful. His first one, um, it did like, you know, 150 to 200 K and under 30 seconds or some absurd number. Um, and he's mainly a web three artist, but is now going back almost to web two in some ways to try to build that audience to then ultimately come back over to web three. Um, if you look at Spotty's like Spotify numbers, they're, you know, 10, 20,000 a record, maybe a hundred or 200 K on certain records, which is relatively low. Um, but then you see what, it, what he's able to do in web three right off the bat as a new artist, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, to your point, I think artists coming in now into web three, it's a little bit different than it was a year ago, obviously being at the market conditions, but if you're able to have a great strategy and, and really cut through, um, it gives you the financial opportunity to have something sustainable. Um, so if you want to go and produce records, uh, for other people or make your own records, but you know, help, do some promotion on them so you can get them up to par as far as numbers go on DSPs like Spotify and Apple. You can do that because you were well-funded from your web three space records. So I think that's where it gets interesting, but I'd love to pass it over and go from here. Hey Felice. Yeah. We'd love to hear about your experience in web three and your, how you've been building um, both your community and your music and thinking about it in this Web3 perspective. Thank you so much for having me. I wasn't even expecting to um, speak. Um, but I'm, and I'm glad I found your personal um, account now, Lisa. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I've i been, you know, as a lot of us did over this pandemic, um, I had some extra time on my hands when I was ready to go on tour and then um, all of a sudden I was non-essential. <laughs> Although music is very essential, we were apparently non-essential during the pandemic. So I was sitting at home and I just started learning about um, Web3 and about, it first started with um, learning about just crypto in general, because um, everybody's saying, get into it, buy some Bitcoin, buy some, you know, or all these fad coins coming out, buy this, these moonshots. And I didn't really understand it. So I started taking some courses um, yes, I took courses to learn about how to actually, you know, set up um, some just investment um, strategies and things with crypto. And so that really helped me have a really good understanding of like how to set up my wallet, how to, which, you know, you need to know how to do all those things to invest, but you also need to know how to do all those things just to interact with the with the blockchain and to be able to actually, you know, collect NFTs and create NFTs. And so that was how I got into it and then um what was funny is um an old friend of mine in the music industry um we hadn't talked in a while we jumped on a call and he was like just you know what don't even don't even mess with like web 2 anymore just just go go all in on a web 3 because it's really web 2 so messed up <laughs> and this is and and this ended up um this this friend um is the president of um of uh, verbal which i'm now the director of community 
and artist relations for them over there. And um, it was funny because, and that all came about because a few um, months later, um, he reached out to me. and was like, hey, you know what? We need, have, did you start getting into to, um, to Web3? Like I said, and I was like, yeah, no, I've been getting into it. And that's how it kind of led to me helping them with just community development, which uh, we're, we're, we're just at our, our start with that. But um, we, you know, it, it just, it's interesting how I think what's really cool about this space is that as an artist, you can come into this space because it's so early and also be an executive and um, be on the business side of things and help shape um, the building blocks of what the new entertainment industry will look like once Web3 is integrated into all forms of life. Um, and I say this all the time that eventually it would all just be the web, just like web one went to web two and that then nobody called it web two anymore. They just call it the web. It'll be the same thing with this. So we're all like here in the beginning, um, early and by early meaning we are the builders. We are the developers. We're the ones who are part, like we, if you miss the dot-com explosion, this is the next iteration of that. And so, yeah, so now I'm working with them, um, and we have all kinds of amazing, um, uh, activations and events and experiences that we're developing in NFT collections. And then um, that just goes hand in hand with me being an artist. And even me as an artist exploring different platforms for my music, I end up bringing that over to Burble and I end up bringing that over to, you know, other artists that I'm collaborating with and other artists that I'm working with outside of this space. And it ends up onboarding them because they go, oh, wow, you did a live stream, a gated performance with, um, with the 402 and you've got you made how much money and and there was only like 11 people who 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 showed up and and that and i say it like that not to be insensitive by the way shout out to stuff who was one of my collectors for that event down there <laughs> um but um i i bring that up because a lot of times i think the ba barrier for um traditional web two artists um, for lack of a better way to differentiate um is that they go well what about my publishing or that, how am I going to make money? I, I, I hear that the, it's a bear market and they don't really understand that it's more than just um, investment. It's, it's more than just an investment platform getting into crypto. It's a whole way of life. It's a technology and that technology can be utilized for so many different things. NFTs are not just um, JPEGs. Their um, tokenization is the future. If you go to my profile, I have a pinned article. I wrote all about it, which is why I, um, I experimented with um, a token gated performance of my first NFT. Um, and I do plan on doing like, you know, a, a full collection and things like that. But I think don't think collections are the only use. I mean, I'm not the only one who thinks that. I mean, tokenization is how I think the re general public is going to end up interacting with Web3 um, technology without even knowing it because they'll use an NFT to unlock their email, to unlock their bank account. Um, even if they want to still use a centralized bank account, they're going to, they're still, they, those centralized systems are still going to utilize um, Web3 technology. And so like, even with that, um, that NFT gated performance I did, I asked the 402, they're so great because they will, they really are in their early stages. So if you're doing a performance with them, which I suggest artists, you should reach out to them. They're pretty awesome. Um, they, Ravi um, over there is, the, is one of the, founders and developers, he asked me, hey, what um, do you want us to create? Like, we'll create, we'll create stuff for you. And I said, well, I would like to have um, credit card implementation um, using CrossMint, because that's a partner that we're using with 
um, verbal. And I figured, hey, let me experiment with CrossFit on my own. And boom, he did it within a couple of days and it was set and it was ready to go. And I had a couple of people buy the NFT access pass for that performance with a credit card and some you know some um, very maxi <laughs> um investors or collectors or artists you know i get this all the time go well no we gotta you know they need to use a decentralized wallet and i go no um there's that's not how this is going to happen in the future some people will have decentralized wallets and want to be um the custodian of their assets and some people don't care for that they want to use a bank they want to use a credit card and that's okay. It's none of my business. Go do what you want to do. And so, you know, I, I, and the great thing about a platform like CrossNet is you buy it, the NFT goes into their custodial wallet, but you have the option later to transfer it over to your decentralized wallet if you decide to create one. So anyway, I could go on and on, um, but I'm thinking about different ways to utilize NFTs in different ways that um, will be not just accessible, but um, digestible for the general public to understand why it's important. And, um, oh, one big thing that I think is so important and I think is a model that is shifting and I hope it sticks, is that I think that we're getting back into a model of patrons supporting um, artists like, I, I talk about this in a space that I host, co-host with um, Stuff down there. He's one of the listeners. And then also um, Joe Ryan. Um, on Mondays, we have a collector, um, a collector artist space where artists, specifically more musicians, workshop their collections directly with collectors, like DGen collectors who are into collecting. We talk about pricing. We talk about positioning, marketing, everything. And um, one of the things that we talk about a lot is I always mention like, this is a, we're getting back into the old world thinking where you don't need a million fans, although you can have a million fans, that's great. If you wanna do world tours, like get in front of a large audience. I love performing in front of a large audience, but you can also survive without that by having a few patrons, a few um, benefactors of your music who give you, you know, um, who, who give you funds and, and, and donations to fund your life so you can create this art that they love. That's how Leonardo da Vinci survived and Michelangelo survived. And even in like the roaring, you know, twenties when, you know, Paris was like the place where all the artists, you know, were, were, were hanging out and, and writing and, and creating art. They had um, patrons who would support them. And so I think if you think of it like that, instead of like fans and think of it as patrons of your art, that changes the mindset where it's like, there is a there's a there's a different kind of um, interaction and engagement that's happening where it's not like you need to worship me because you're my fan. No, no offense to anybody who calls their fans fans. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it's more of like I'm bringing value to you because you love my art and you're bringing value to me because you want to support my art. And that, that creates a more partnership relationship um, between your audience and you. So anyway. That's my TED talk. <laughs> I feel like I go on TED talks all the time on here. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, you touched on so many topics that I think are really, really important, and I want to dive into more. Um, we've actually already chatted, and Felice is going to join one of our Women of Web three upcoming spaces. I believe the one that will be, uh, I think it might be next week, the first Wednesday of the month. Yep, so it'll be next week this time, same time, same place. Uh, so you can get more of her. Uh, oh, no, I think we got you for November. 
Um, so we'll be chatting with her in about a month. But like she said, uh, if you go and give her a follow right now, you can um, make sure you tune into her, those conversations she was talking about on Mondays. Um, but there's just so much opportunity within Web3. And one of the things that she just said, I, I think we can kind of wrap up, but I want to end it on this, highlighting this thought. Um, you know, she mentioned we are in this really great place uh, where with Web2, we didn't really have this opportunity to participate in building this, what the internet is going to be. Like, we don't think about the internet, the Web2 version of the internet as Web2. Now it's just the internet. And it's uh, the main players are, you know, Meta Alphabet, that's the Googles. And um, there's just these huge players that own so much of our data and own our experience on the web. Whereas now that we're in this Web3 phase where we're getting there, it's really putting it into our hands. Um, and that's something really exciting, whether you are a developer or not, Record Shop, you know, our platform, the goal is that we can give you a lot of the keys or give our artists a lot of the keys to do really cool things that they can own that experience for their patrons, for their fans, versus in Web 2, where it's a pretty much a static line. And I'm going to steal what um, Nick says when you think about a your experience as a fan when you're listening on Spotify. It is a very flat 2D experience that you have and when you are coming now into Web3 there's opportunity for this 3D experience where you're not just sitting there and consuming you're actually getting to participate whether you're doing things like our translations is doing and providing a lot of value back and now you're building this great relationship or on the flip side you're the artist and you get to create and do the things that you want to do rather than being stuck in what already exists that's what Web3 opens up. And I'm just so excited because we are still really early. We're getting to the point where Web3 is um, not just for those people who are uh, developing or are trading crypto. That's really what has been the last, you know, crypto has been around for a really long time and blockchain technology has been here for a long time, but it really hasn't been accessible to your average artist, your average person until now so we're in we're early and there's a lot of opportunity here so stick around um try things out i'm loving seeing who we've got building you know it looks really different than who is building in web 2 and who is building the internet you know it's not just a bunch of rich white guys um so i'm really happy to see that i do want to sort of wrap up and say thank you so so much to all of our guests today um our translations. It was awesome to have you on. Uh, we do have the link to their site on our um, Discord, but also make sure you give them a follow. Felice, we really appreciate you coming up and joining, even though you weren't expecting to. It was awesome to hear from you, and we'll hear from you again in November. Uh, Nick, do you have any other closing words? Yeah, just real quick. I see uh, Jillian in here, and she would be awesome to have on one of the Women of Web3 uh, spaces, so Jillian, please reach out to either me or Lisa or the Record Shop account, and let's line that up. Uh, other than that, this was an awesome conversation. I want to thank everybody who came up here, uh, and I'm looking forward to some of the, the spaces that Lisa's been planning behind the scenes. Uh, got a lot of great uh, co-hosts that are coming up and speakers and stuff. And as mentioned at the beginning, if you missed it, we are working on a podcast, so um, if you want to 
listen to these in your car or just an easier format to, to consume them, those are going to start going live uh, probably within the next couple of weeks. We're, we'll get an episode live every week uh, or more. So looking forward to that. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, tune, in to, uh, tune into the, re- the website too, app.recordshop.com. And there's some really exciting drops coming up, including Nervous Records, legendary dance label out of New York that's uh, doing a sweet drop. So that's all for me. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will see you this time next week. Bye. So nice. Pleasure talking to you all. It was awesome having you. Hey, fam. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it informative and fun. To learn more about Record Shop, visit us at recordshop.com. That's R-C-R-D-S-H-P dot com.